Hello, happy people. Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay, and it is my pleasure to introduce you today to Kimberly Spate. Kimberly is the president-elect of the National Speakers Association here in Austin, Texas. She is an amazing relationship builder and an executive coach. And actually, you spent some time with me kind of helping me out with this whole relationship thing, didn't you, when it came to networking inside uh, the local community uh, NSA. So I really appreciated that. But Kimberly, how are you today? And can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Dr. Pillay. I am doing awesome. Uh, I had a fabulous, uh, just coming off the Thanksgiving holiday, got the chance to see my both of my sons. So, you know, I couldn't be better. Uh, to tell you a little bit about myself, so I've already shared with you that I have two sons, two grown sons. Uh, I'm married. Uh, I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. So a little bit further away from where we are today. Uh, let's see, I uh, grew up in a two-parent home. And I had my first job when I was 13. So my father really, um, he had a strong work ethic. He worked from the time that he was nine years old. And from the time that I came on the scene, he held down two jobs. So I kind of followed after him. And that strong work ethic was really important. Um, So my first job was when I was 13. And I was a chambermaid. So I was cleaning up behind other people. And but you know, it was honest work. And um, I learned by doing that, that when I worked hard and worked well, that I got rewarded. People wow. would give me tips at the end of the week. Wow. So wow. That, that's kind of my, my start. Um, both my parents were educators. So education was always really important. Mm-hmm. And um, I mentioned that because I got the opportunity when I was 17 to go to the Air Force Academy. I got a nomination from Senator Barbara Mikulski. So she Uh, When she nominated me to go to Air Force Academy, I would have to say that changed the trajectory of my entire life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What, what, what exactly did, did, uh, did that, how did that impact you? So I came from an environment where just about everybody that I knew looked like me, Mm -hmm. came from an environment similar to mine. Uh, When I got the opportunity to go to Air Force Academy, I was thrust into an environment with people from all different backgrounds from all across the United States. Um, I got an opportunity to do things I never would have had a chance to do otherwise. So I was able to uh, jump out of an airplane. I was able to solo an airplane uh, that set me on a career path in the military. I was surrounded by leaders. Um, I was mentored by people that were much further along than I was by, you know, Lieutenant Colonels, Colonels, Generals, and other executives. And, uh, so that just put me in a whole different world. So wow. literally, it changed the trajectory of my life. Wow. You know, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, today you are someone who really focuses on people and the relationships between people. And in fact, you, you've got your book there, um, I Need to Know You, uh, in which you really go deep into that topic about, you know, the, the people aspect of, of our success. Can you tell us a little bit about people, you know, just your philosophy on relationships, uh, and really how you ended up uh, writing that wonderful book? Well, first of all, I love people. I, I am a people person. Ever since I was young, I could just remember thinking in the, where I grew up that there weren't a lot of kids that were my age. And I always wanted to, you know, I wanted to have friends, but I just didn't have that opportunity in terms of like, you know, when you come home from school, there weren't a lot of people 
kids my age to play with. Uh, and so I've always, I've always loved people. I've always uh, valued relationships and wanted to be, you know, somebody's best friend because it really only takes sometimes one person, right, to change your life. Just like I was talking about Senator Barbara Mikulski, yeah. one person uh, really took my life in a totally different direction. So sometimes, you know, those people that you surround yourself with, right, they can really impact your life if they're, well, they can positively or negatively, right? So who are you surrounding yourself with? Yeah. So. So I love people. Uh, people have, it, 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 you know, it's interesting because people would always ask me, well, what's your favorite assignment that you had, you know, in the military? And I would always have to say, it, it, I'd have to think about where I lived. And it was always the people that would help me to say, well, this was a really great place. And really, it was just about every place I lived because it was the people that were there. So I love, uh, you know, you learn so much from others. You don't have to have every experience out there. But if you talk, to others and learn about their experiences, you grow. So it's always an opportunity to, to grow and learn and um, to invest in others. And, and people invest in you, so, right? So just by the people you surround yourself with, usually, especially the, the five closest people, they're going to impact your life tremendously. So choose those people wisely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I have to say that, and full disclosure, I have to say that the the last conversation we had was eye opening because it's rare for me to 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 learn something that really makes a difference and I make a new decision like right on the spot over Zoom <laughs> the way you did with me and the topic was I was considering you know moving on from you know the local NSA community because I was getting too busy and so on and so forth and you challenged me you said Dr Pillay you need to think about building relationships here. It doesn't matter, you know, how busy you are and so on. And I just stood there like, oh, yeah, she's right. <laughs> you know, like we all talk about relationship building, but when it comes down to it, we got to practice it, you know, no matter where and when. And it's not about selling. It's not about business. It's just about people. And I really want to tell you I appreciated that. And, and I made a decision to, to, to stick with it. <laughs> Me happy that makes me happy that just have by having a conversation with you and you being able to share a little bit about that that you decided to make a decision to change that part so that excites me yeah so, yeah I love, I love i love that you love making an impact we all do and, and i just i wanted to give you that kudos because Thank it you. did it, the way you kind of presented the case about people you know we're all busy right we're all running around trying to chase all these different things and, and it's like wait a second don't forget the goose <laughs> Right. You know, when you're trying to get this this golden egg. But let's talk a little bit more about the people that you serve and how you serve them. So I'd, I'd love to hear about your book because, I, you know, I know that I, I know that you've captured most of your ideas, your current process in your book. Tell us about the people you serve, how they are doing when you find them, how your book and how your philosophies help them. Give us a sense of that. Okay, great. Well, the reason I even I took up the challenge, what the book is about the challenge that I took to meet 100 people in 100 days. And the reason I took up that challenge is one of the audiences I serve is uh, senior executives in the military that are getting ready to transition out of the military into the civilian world. And as I helped them with that transition, I was talking to them about how important it is for them to develop their network outside of their current environment, because often it's true, your, your help comes from your network. Yeah. Um, either it's people you know immediately or people that they know, right? So it's not just the people immediately right in your uh, current environment, but who do they know? And people are willing to open up doors for you if they know you, like you, and trust you, 
right? But you have to become known first. So, so I, I was teaching them about that and, and they were getting that concept, but it was, it, but they've been in the military for 20 to 30 years and they've developed their network inside of the military. And if they're transitioning to the civilian world, they then have to take that, uh, what they've done in 20 years and develop those relationships outside in the civilian world. So I was telling them about that and they, they understood that concept, but then it was like, well, how do I actually go about and do that? So I started teaching them practical steps to networking. And so that's kind of, you know, I, I was teaching them from, from experience, but then I thought, you know, uh, I took up the challenge to be able to say to them, if I can meet uh, hundred people in hundred days, well then surely you can go out and meet 15 or 20. So it was really a tool of credibility for me. Uh, it was the reason I took up the challenge, but what I found was when I did that, oh my gosh, I was so blessed by the people that I came into contact with. And the people I met were people as I was going about my, my daily life and just sitting with them, listening to their stories. Again, I was learning so much. Um, I was getting connected more in my community here in Austin because I've only been here for five years. Um, and I developed a network, but I got even more connected in my, in my community. And then they started opening up doors for me for other opportunities not because I had sat down with them and said, hey, I need help with this, but just because I was sitting down to learn more about them uh, with no ulterior motive. And as a result, I mean, I'm still in touch with 70 or so of the people that I met two years ago, and they've opened up doors for me and enriched my life in just the relationships that I've developed. So the people that I serve are, um, I would say people who are, you know, a lot of times it's leaders uh, emerging leaders, entrepreneurs, people who who realize the power of relationships, but they just maybe have been going about it the wrong way, uh, or they're new to a new environment and they're like, well, how do I do it now? How do and how do I do it somewhat quickly? I mean, it takes time to develop relationships, but first you have to become known. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I <clears throat> I I wonder if the people listening today would go. Oh, yeah, we've heard people need to know, like, and trust you. Yeah, we've heard relationships are important. But how do you do it? <laughs> because, because you know, for, for example, I think something you just said is so important. You said it, you have to be able to do this without any obvious motives uh, that are about your gain. It's just got to be something you're giving. And, and I wonder, how does a person legitimately do this without showing <laughs> that they're actually looking to get a customer or they're looking to there are that there are some motives how do you sort of separate your motives from networking okay so first of all networking is relationship building so i think a lot of times people go into networking thinking about what can i get mm -hmm. and i teach it in terms of uh it's relationship building it's what can you give mm. so i'm saying genuinely be mindful, right? Generally, you want it, it be authentic in wanting to give and wanting to serve. And the more you're able to give and serve, you are the way I look at it. It's it's relationship building is a three step process, right? It's mm -hmm. or three elements to it. One is um, building social capital, and what I mean by that is being able to give things of value that the other person values, other than monetary means. So mm -hmm. whether you're giving your time whether you're giving your knowledge, expertise, insight, um, it's giving something that is of value to the other person. So if the other person values, um, let's say maybe they're, they're, um, they need a doctor, right? They're new to the area and they don't have a doctor and you have a great doctor. Well, if 
if you can say, hey, um, you might want to check out my doctor who's really great at X, Y, Z, right? Um, because that other person has that need, you've now fulfilled something. It was something very easy for you to do, but it was something that they valued because they needed that. So it doesn't have to be something huge. Um, what I gave in my challenge was my time. I sat down with people and I listened to their stories with no other ulterior motive other than to listen to their story. But what I did by, by doing that was I showed them that they, I valued them, I appreciated them, and I approved of who they were. And we all, at the core, we all want acceptance, approval, and appreciation, right? Yeah. So, uh, so it's giving uh, something of value to the other person. So that's building up your social capital, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one part. The next part is... Um, being mindful of the people that come across your path. So there are people that interact with us on a daily basis. Even in this uh, COVID environment where a lot of things are done virtually, we have opportunities all the time in trainings and different things to meet people. So it's paying attention to the people that come across your path, right? Taking that extra time to notice them, uh, pay attention to what they're saying. And is there something that you can, um, something that, that you hear them say that resonates with you that you can then develop a relationship with them based on. Because like, so you and I could be on some type of training and I never acknowledge you, I never take the time to notice you. And then I've, list, I've missed an opportunity. Yeah. But if I take that time, then you and I can then start to develop a relationship. So it's paying attention to the people that come across your path. And then the third element is paying attention to every single human interaction that you have. So how do you make that other person feel when they come into contact with you? So do they feel that you have an ulterior motive? Because we've all had those encounters with people, you know, who, you know, they approach you and they're really friendly and kind and you start talking to them and all of a sudden you start to feel, oh, they want something, right? Yeah. So we all give off energy. Yeah, yeah. If you have an ulterior motive, that's going to come through. Yeah. But if your motive is really just to genuinely get to know someone and understand who they are, then that energy is going to come through also. And then you can start to build and develop an authentic relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I, no I, I'm, I'm hearing you. And, and, and what I'm hearing, I'm putting on my cynical hat because, you know, you know, people listening may be doing that. So I'm asking you questions from that point of view. And sure. that's why what I'm hearing is you have to be almost what I would call a give getter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not 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 a not a go getter, but a give getter. Exactly. And you have to be someone who, in the giving, there's no view of the getting. <laughs> right. It's well, see, like a, a skill you have to develop, isn't it? Right. Well, I think if you understand it, though, right, the the more you give, if you and I always tell people, plant seeds, plant seeds, plant seeds. You give and you give and you give, and when or planting, you know, when you're planting your crops. You are putting it out there and, and when you need something, more than likely it's going to be available. It may not be from exactly where you planted that seed, yep. but it will be out there somewhere. Yeah. Because the, the giving's reciprocal. So I think, yes, we all, you know, we all want something, right? Out of life. And and if you think about any relationship that you have with anyone, you're receiving something from that other person. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in that relationship. Yeah. Right. Even your great friendships. I mean, they are when the great friendships that you have with people, you want to be around those people. So you're actually getting something from that relationship. So I'm just saying, just give what you can to others. Right. You assess what it is that I have that I can give that I'm willing to give and be free with that giving. Yeah. And then when you need something, it will either be there or the people that, you know, will say, you know, because of that relationship, they are aware of what you need. 
And even if they don't have it, they may be able to open up the door to someone else that has what you need. Yeah. You know, I wonder if in your book, do you have um, some specific steps that people can take um, who may want to sort of learn this new skill? I mean, this is not an easy skill to adopt. A lot of us really, we want what we want. <laughs> we're, we're proactive. We've been taught to be proactive and we're going out to close deals, you know, earn business, do different things. So it's like, do you have any steps that can help people begin to shift their mind toward this giving strategy? Maybe that's something you cover in your book? Yeah, for sure. And I think people try to make it more complicated than it is. Okay. Right? So the, the first, to me, the first three steps are realizing that networking is relationship building. Okay. And then relationship building are those three main elements. It is building social capital. So assessing what is it that I have in my toolkit that I can give? You know, if you are skilled in math and you know somebody's child maybe is struggling in math, if math is a skill of yours, maybe you offer to tutor them, right? To give them some little bit of help there. So what, are, you know, maybe you love to read, uh, you're uh, an avid reader. And um, so that's a skill of yours. And as you come across articles that may be helpful to others, maybe you share those articles with, hey, I came across this article. I think this might be of interest to you. So it's assessing what are what do you have in your toolkit that you can give? Okay, so that's building social capital. Yep. The next part is being intentional about the people that come across your path. So just paying attention. And I would say uh, listening is a skill that can mm -hmm. be developed. Because when you listen to what someone else says, then you're able to have freer conversations. And I talk about some of that in my book in terms of a lot of times people make the mistake when they're networking, they go, I have to have these questions to ask people, right? Yeah. So you ask somebody a question. And then as they're starting to respond to your question, you start thinking, what's the next question I can ask them? Yep. So what you've just done right then and there is you've turned off your listening. Mm. And so then it becomes like your, your uh, people will start to feel like, you know, you're not paying attention to them. But if you would take the time to listen and then you make a statement based on what the other person says, that tells the other person that, that you heard them. And the reason I say listening is a skill that you can learn is when I got into coaching, I realized I'm, a, I'm an extrovert and extrovert, I want to talk. I, I, I get my energy through talking. I get excited. But, and I have a hard time or I had a hard time listening. And that's why I say people always say, you know, I'm an introvert and therefore it's harder for me to build relationships. And I say you actually are better equipped if you're an introvert because you have that natural ability to listen. Yes. Right? Yeah. And yeah, I want to talk. You know, I have to tell you before you get on, on to the third uh, point there, I call listening a drug. <laughs> that people can get addicted to. I've had um, people in my life who are so good at listening. I can't run away from them. I can't get away. It's like, oh, I, my wife is actually one of those people. She will just say, mm -hmm, go ahead. <laughs> and you know what? I, I, I'm there. I can't run away. <laughs> so so I, I can't agree with you more about the power of listening. So, so thank you for sharing that. Okay, the, the, the third one. So let me just drill down on listening just real quick. So I, I struck Well, I thought I would, you know, because I'm extrovert. So I wrote a card out on a neon three by five card. I wrote the word listen. Mm. And I would put that by the phone. So whenever I was coaching, because back before COVID, right, we did more things on the phone. And now we're doing things virtually. Yeah. But I just put a three by five neon card that had the word listen. Mm. And then I would see it. And that was just a visual cue for me. Don't talk. Listen. 
And I've been told now that I'm a fabulous listener. So that's a little tip that will help hopefully your audience. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I'm going to put one of those right here. <laughs> no, no, I, I just want you to know, I, I could not agree with you more about the power of listening. And it really excites me that you've got sort of a structured way of helping people do that. Um, share about uh, the, third, uh, the third strategy that you have that, that you, would, you would talk about. Yes. So the third part is paying attention to every single human interaction that you have. Being aware of how it is that you're coming across. So even in this environment, it's even more important to pay attention to that because people are sending more emails, they're sending more text messages. And what's the tone that you're setting? Uh, Are you coming across very, you know, curt and short? Or are you taking the time to craft your messages well, to make sure that the tone that's coming across, even in your written communication, is coming across in a congenial way? It's taking the time when you are maybe in business conversations that you take the time to ask, how are you doing, right? Um, And really from a place of really genuinely wanting to know. So you and I, even before we started our conversation here, we took some time to just kind of catch up on, you know, Thanksgiving and just how things were going, right? So it's really being interested in the other person. Yeah. And how are you coming across? So if you've got that ulterior motive, like I said, people are going to feel that. So I'm saying approach the people that you interact with from a place of genuine curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Being curious about them and and seeing them as the the people that they are and the circumstances that they may be going through and um, embracing uh, being in the moment, being present. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. Most of us went to school and and I'm sure you're similar to me and that we did well in school and we thought there you go. I'm prepared for life. <laughs> and you, and you, you show up in, in, in your later years and you're like, oops, <laughs> nobody taught me about how to talk to people and how to listen and, and the, the things that you're teaching. So I really find it fascinating. Um, you know, the, it, there's some work that needs to be done in these areas. So thanks for writing that book and for, for having these methods. Let me move on to my, my favorite topic, which is really what I, what I think I, I love about my guests, it's people who just really love what they do. You know, I can see from your smile that you love what you do. Um, can you share how you've taken the things that make you happy and moved yourself into a place where that is the same thing that makes you profitable in your business, profitable happiness? What's your spin on that? Well, so I know that I love people and I know that I love to be able to help people, mm-hmm. right? So who are the people that you want to help, right? Figuring that part out. And then what tools, uh, if you don't already have them, what tools do, what do they need to be successful? And so maybe it's a matter of learning those skill sets, right? And figuring out, okay, I know that I want to serve this population. What are they missing? Do I have the tools to help them? If so, great. If, if, uh, if I need to go retool in some areas to be able to help them, then retool. And then it's also, I think when I first got started, it's like, you know, that coaching piece is like, you have to figure out what it is that you love that will also bring in money because yeah. you might need to tailor that a little bit, right? You, you might start going, okay, okay, I know I love this, but there's not a market that people are willing to pay for. So maybe what's adjacent to that, right? Or, or what's trans? What's transferable? Right, know? exactly. You know, because for, for me, you know, I, I 
I'm a musician through and through. But you want to know how much people are paying for songs these days? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so uh, how can you move that into another column? Um, so I couldn't agree with you more. And again, that's where your network can help you, right? Because you might be able to say to someone, this is what I've done in the past. This is what I really love doing. What I want to do is, do you have any suggestions or any ideas um, of how I could do that? So sometimes it's involving your network in that process. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a matter of, you know, you go out to your target audience and you ask them, right? What are your pain points in this area? So you do your research mm -hmm. and then you take what your skills are, what you know that you have, and you combine it after you've done that research with what their pain points are and, and you figure out how do I merge the two together? So, I mean, and, and then if, you know, if you love what you're doing and because if you love it, you're going to be good at it because you're yeah. going to do what it, need, what it takes to be an expert, right? Yeah. And then you love your you love your audience and it's like, how can I help them? How can I serve them? Then you figure out where those intersections take place. And yeah, that's and I, yeah, I think I think the key word which you've alluded to is really the, the, the transference of those things and not necessarily those specific things. For example, you have said that you're an extrovert. Well, guess what? You're about to be the NSA president, National Speakers Association president in Austin. Mm, kind of fits, you know, you've transferred some of that. But if you went out on the street and just said, hey, I'm here to sell my, my extroversion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how many people would buy that, right? Uh, so just, just I've done the same thing, to be honest. I, in, my, in my world, I still make music. I love music. I'm passionate about it. But music for me is part of how I market myself. It's the thing that sets me apart from uh, some other people who do what I do. And it's fun. So yeah. I've transferred it in a way that I'm not necessarily selling my music, but my music is still working for me. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, 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 so what are you excited about right now that you would love to share? Maybe you have a new project or something you're working on. And how can people reach you, contact you online to learn more? Well, thank you. So I'm right now I'm working on putting an online course together uh -huh. uh, to teach people more about this networking relationship building piece, because it also involves body language, you know, how are you coming across? What are you how, what signals are you sending to people? So I'm working on an online course for that. And I'm also working on an online course for uh, emerging leaders and for in terms of uh, that career transition piece. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I've got a couple of those projects uh, in the works. People can get a hold of me. Um, LinkedIn is a great place to get a hold of me. Also, they can just email me, uh, Kimberly Spate at gmail.com. And my name is spelled a little bit differently. The Y and the I are reversed. Um, so they can get a hold of me that way. Uh, I've got a new website coming, which will be KimberlySpate.com. Mm -hmm. So is it, is it up now? Is it up? That one's not up now. I have another one, Sterling and SterlingScottCareers.com. That one is up for my career transition work. But the, my new website is really going to be on, um, you know, the speaking part. Uh, so I love to speak yep. at conferences and things like that. So that's yep. the new website that's coming. <laughs> Ex excellent. Um, Kimberly, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your insights, um, your passion, which is very obvious. Um, you know, you, you really do love people and you love helping people. And uh, I think that's inspiring. Thank you so much. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. This is awesome. I enjoy this. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too. Okay. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. For more episodes, visit drpalay.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.